right? So join me in the book of Exodus chapter 3. Book of Exodus and in chapter 3. We'll read the first few verses there. Right. Now, it reads, book of Exodus chapter 3. Verse 1 says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up? When the Lord saw that he had gone over to Luke, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. For the place where you are standing is holy ground. For the place where you are standing is holy ground. Amen now. Hear the word, the word of my spirit that God has given me for this exalted Sunday, Sunday of, of amusement, I don't know if that's an actual amazement, uh-huh. I think I didn't blow, blow it, a Sunday of amazement like this where God is said to amaze us in a wonderful way. The word that God has placed in my spirit for today is, here is holy. Everybody say with me, here is holy. Come on everybody say with me, here is holy. One more time, everybody say with me. Here is holy. Amen and amen. amen. Let's bow our heads real quick and just bless God's word. Let's be on our feet. You know the drill. We'll be on our feet so we can pray. We're honoring God's word. And we're about to just say a word in prayer. Father God, we thank you, Jesus. For your word is true, God. All your promises, yeah and amen. Your words are powerful, God. You've exalted your words even above your name, God. That even if we don't believe your word, your name, let's just take you at your word. That whatever you have promised will never fall to the ground without fulfilling that which it has been sent to do. Thank you, Father God, for your word is here right now. We receive your word with open hearts, God. For the entrance of your word gives light and understanding to our simple hearts. And Father God, we present ourselves before you humble and open to receive your word and your truth for us today. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. God, like I always say, this is your show. Be the star of it, God. This is your platform, shine, oh God. May your name be praised in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Give God a big hand right now as you take your seats. Amen and amen. God bless us. Amen. Just type right now in the chat if you're in our community platform. Type right now, God is here. God is here. Type right now, God is here. God is here. Stop typing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check whoever is typing in the community platform right now. God is here. Come on, just type it right now. God is here. Come on. God is here. I'm checking to see. Wow, I got, I got, I got faithful church members. Amen. I got faithful church members, anointed by God. They don't disobey. They don't ever disobey any pastoral instruction. Amen. Now. Amen. Here is holy. Everybody say amen. Say here is holy. Here is holy. wonderful that um, when I ask you the question, what is holy? The first answer on many of our minds is. God is holy, right? If I ask you the question, what is holy? The first answer in your mind is probably saying, God is holy. Because yes, he is. God is holy. God is powerful. God is pure. He is sinless. He does not have any sin in him. Yeah, that's great. But what else is holy? You think of Father Abraham. Yeah, Father Abraham is holy. Right? Or you say, oh, maybe I am holy, right? But some, some of you say, I am holy. But deep down, deep down inside of you, it's like, I am holy. And then the devil says, oh, remember... 15 minutes ago before the service started, you were cursing at, cursing at your brother. 15 minutes before the service started, you were, you were, you were literally, you know, you were having, making some snide remarks at, at that pastor. That, you, know, you, you know what I'm saying? It's like, so if, if I ask you what else is holy, I don't know if you know this, but here is holy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Where are you right now? Where you are standing, where you are sitting, listening to this, my voice right now, here is holy. Amen. And um, we've been, the last couple of weeks has just been amazing, talking about holiness. Uh, man, I told you last Sunday was amazing. Come on, let's give it up for our physical Woo! physical church. Back in Lauren, y'all turned up. It was amazing. Yes. And listen, even, even for in our Friday 
meetings together, sharing the word at our Malete campus. We're not, we've been talking about the book, going through the book of Esther. And listen, it's been amazing because it's still been talking about holy. Right? We've all just been talking about holy. Because let me tell you something, right? Holiness is not something that you just look for some texts of the Bible to try to describe. Holiness is the entire Bible. We call it the what? Holy Bible. Yes. Right? So the entire pages of the Bible is holy. Right? Of course, people take this thing, some words in it, and use it to, you know, out of context and use it to justify their evil, whatever it is. That's the world we live in now, right? The world, the world of perversion, where people, the enemy is out to just pervert whatever God has created and designed. Amen now. But we live under the power and influence of what? Holy. Glory to God now. Hallelujah. And uh, we just read a pretty interesting uh, passage of the Bible that I love a lot. Book of Exodus. Because it introduces us to a man, a man who is still in the book of Exodus, I believe Exodus 11 or chapter 13, I believe 11, describes this man as the most humble man in the world. Right? And uh, so amazing. On, I mean, I thought it, it was, I was mind blown when I first read it until I discovered he was the one who wrote it. I'm like, oh yeah, wow. The man who wrote the book called himself the most humble man in the world. <laughs> amazing, right? But holiness is, 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 is it's, it's not just a dope topic. Listen, this is not just a topic. What's the topic of today's sermon? Holy. Yeah, great. But really, holiness is not a topic. Holiness is, let me tell you something, it's genuinely, because I know that whenever, actually in, in churches these days, when you say holiness is not a topic, you expect pastors to say holiness is a lifestyle. But the matter is, holiness is beyond a lifestyle. Holiness is a person. Okay, let me say this. Holy is a person. God is holy. Holiness is, it's like the, it's like, I, I don't know if you've ever seen videos of this, right? Where water, a waterfall, where, or, or a water brook, where water just flows out of rocks. I've ever seen pictures, videos like that. Water, that's what holiness looks like in my mind. Right? When I think about holiness, it's like water flowing through a rock, right? It's, it's, it's a flowing thing. It's, a, it's not just a lifestyle. It's a living it's a living style. Now, right? I think I like it that way. Not just a lifestyle. It's a living way of life. It's a living way of thinking. It's a way, living way of dealing with people. It's a living way of connecting. It's a living way of communicating. It's a living way of sharing. It's a living way of loving, right? Okay, are you listening, are you listening everybody? Holiness is a living way of giving. Holiness is also a living way of receiving. Amen now. Amen. We emphasize so much on giving in church. We never really talk about receiving. Because most of us, we think of receiving to either be from a point of greed or um, we, we don't want to be indebted to anybody. But listen, the Bible said, for God so loved the world, that he what? Gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him, right? That's almost saying whoever receives him so the transaction between god and man when god gives his son to us is holy so we holiness is the way we receive as much as it's the way we give are you following me everybody yes, holy everybody say holy holy amen now amen. holy um i beat my tongue and it's holy right it's it's only i beat my tongue right now <laughs> amen The text that we just read now is very much an amazing text. It's Moses, who we all know. This man was going to lead the children of Israel out of um, Egypt. And it's, at this time, they are not even being called the children of Israel. Um, they, they were called the children of Jacob, of course. Jacob, whose name was turned into Israel. But they were, and they were not Jews. They just were descendants of Abraham. They had never become a nation before. And God was going to send God. And, and they, were, they were in Egypt for about 430 years. In that 430 years, we had Joseph, who was there for about 100 and something years. And after the Bible said that another Pharaoh arose who did not know Joseph. He did not know what Joseph had done. He didn't know Joseph's background. And so this Pharaoh hated the Jews and he, he turned, you know, made them into liberals and all these things. And so they were slaving in the land of Egypt. Are you following me, everybody? Yes, sir. And God then sent, was sending a man back to the land of Egypt to go and liberate 
God's people. Amen now. Well, you know what intrigues, intrigues and interests me the most about this meeting, everybody? Really, it's the, it's the details of the event. Everybody say details Detail. of the event. Of the, the details of the meeting is what intrigues me the most when I read this passage of scripture. Because you must have heard it so many times being said. But this is actually the text or passage, rather, where we find Moses encountering the burning bush. The bush that was on fire but yet did not burn. The bush was on fire, but the leaves were not, were not burning out. They were not burning up. And it was a very intriguing sight because Moses was a shepherd boy or shepherd man, rather, at this point of his life. You follow me now? And he's, he was busy shepherding over his flocks when he came across this great sight. The Bible said, he turned and said, hey, what is this great sight? Let me go and look at what it might be. Are you following me now? And we find that Moses goes, to, goes over to the burning bush. And he, is that, and he approaches the burning bush. Because listen to this. The burning bush was, was, was what God was using to call Moses' attention. Are you, are you listening to me, everybody? God used the burning bush to call the attention of Moses. Because um, some people will ask, some people will think about this, right? This is a side piece, right? Not really my sermon, but some, let me just say this. Some people think about this and they're like, hey, why does, not, why does God not show up in burning bushes? Imagine people going to pray and fast for a sign like a burning bush. Really, I'll tell you why God will not show up in a burning bush anymore. Because really, it is, it, the burning bush was a calling signal, right? God was calling Moses' attention. Hey, Moses, look at me. Hey, Moses, look at something fascinating. Because God always, God always responds or acts like that, right? For every person that God calls, for every person that God wants to use, right? The first thing he does is he attracts them with something great. Amen. God attracts, God gets your attention, right? If you're a person who you're discovering your, your calling, right? The first thing God shows you is the vision of your future, right? Because that's the attraction. That's what attracts you. God calls you, God tells you how, what you can be, what you can do, what you can, what you can create, what you can involve, invent or bring, into, bring to life and bring into this world. God calls your attention or gets your attention by this side of amusement. Are you following me now? But we find something very intriguing about this. Because let me tell you something. We're talking about holiness for the past few weeks now. And I want to show you why, you know, we talked about holiness. In, we talked about Samson twice. Um, last Saturday, I said it, I was at an event where I got to talk about holiness to, to my younger brothers and sisters. Um... And still, we talked about what holiness as we're talking about Samson last Sunday. But tonight, we're talking this afternoon, rather, we're talking about holiness from the perspective of this tree. Are you follow me now? Something about this tree screams holy in a way that just makes me melt. Are you following me, everybody? Something about this tree does what it screams holy in a way that just makes me melt. And this is this is the thing about it. Are you following me, everybody, now? When Moses met this burning bush, the symbol he saw was the symbol of fire on a bush. But the bush was on fire, but the bush did not burn. The bush was on fire, yet the bush didn't burn. Because the fire Moses saw that day, listen to me, everybody, was the symbol of a purifying Fire. Are you following me now? The fire he saw that day was a symbol of a purifying what? Fire. Because I don't know if you know this, but fire purifies. I, I, I learned about how gold, was, gold is made to be one of the, you know, what, it, what we know it to be. When, when it is extracted for, from the core of the earth by the, by the gold miners, they take you to uh, a place, right, to, to goldsmiths, right? Well, the first thing, the first place goldsmiths put gold, impure gold. Do you know where it is? Where they put it in? Fire. Are you following me? The first place goldsmiths puts gold is where? Fire. The goldsmiths don't, they don't put impure gold on display. Are you following me? Goldsmiths don't put, they do not, they do not put impure gold on display. So the moment they find the gold, the first place they throw it into is fire, a furnace. 
And what, what does this have to say? Or how does, what, what, what is he saying to us today? The moment you got saved, it was an amazing thing. God is happy you are, you are saved. God, we are, God, I mean, God, the Bible says he lives in 99, why? Chases after the one. God found you. Everybody say, God found me. God found me. But let me tell you something. He will not platform you. After the finding comes the purifying. Are you following me now? After the what? Finding comes the purifying. I told you so much. I told you some things about Moses when I started, but I did not tell you this. Moses, what we read, is in a is is in the is in, in his Bible says he's shepherding over the flock of his father-in-law Jethro. He is not amongst the Egyptians, but yet Moses is an Egyptian. So why is he not amongst the Egyptians? You probably did not know this. Or you probably knew it. You probably have forgotten. But do you know that Moses here, 40 years ago, from this when this verse was read, was, was this story actually happened. 40 years prior to that. Moses killed somebody and buried the person. And the news got to Pharaoh. And you know what Pharaoh did? Pharaoh was out to kill Moses. And you know what Moses did afterwards? He ran. Moses in this verse was hiding. But do you know the first thing we see? The first thing we see is that God found Moses. Are you following me everybody? First thing is we see is what? God found Moses. And after that, we see the symbolism of fire. Why? Because right after the finding comes the purifying. Right after the finding comes the what? The purifying. Hey, listen, let me tell you something, right, everybody? If you're a Christian, like we're talking about it on Friday during our our service, uh, I said it over uh, at Malaysia uh, campus. I said this, we're talking about Esther, Esther and all this. And I, I remember saying this. One of the prerequisites or the, the instruments of really of someone who really has found God or who really is, is, is going to be... It, who would, let me say this. One of the prerequisites or the necessary... Um, the, 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 the things that must be available in someone who God wants to use, right? Really, it must be someone who, like I said on, on Friday, must have died to themselves several times. Sanctification is the process of setting apart. But let me tell you something. Setting apart really is a process called intentional death. Are you follow me now? Yes. Set, means, set apart means you are intentionally dying. You know what that means? It means that every day, I'm not saying you're popping pills, like die quick, die, die in six months pills. No, no, no. This is you dying to your desires and, and, and fleshly cravings, carnal cravings that you know do not give God glory in any way. Gives glory to yourself and flesh. Right? Any of these things that do not give glory to God, you are dying to it. So being set apart really is a, an, is, is a form of intentional death. Amen now. And we find that the first thing God does after he finds Moses is he shows him the symbol of fire on a bush, which is the symbol of what? Purification. Because fire purifies. Everybody, fire purifies. Fire purifies. And let me tell you something, right? Like, because now I'm trying to be, this is something, uh, say something, to make this really applicable for us. In what ways does fire purify me? In what ways am I purified? Listen, the Bible said in the book of Peter that we all have to, First Peter, that we all would have to go through the fire. Though for a, little, a limited time, but we all must go through the fire. Listen, I think the problem with so many people, and this is why, let me tell you why holiness is less talked about in this time. As what, as true, tr I mean, to be true as what, oh, let me say, this is why holiness is less talked about this time. Um, the way it is supposed to be talked about, that's in its true form and nature. I'll tell you why. It's because of this. People want to be like God, but people are not ready to give up being flesh. In the sense that you cannot, you cannot be flesh and be God. Now, I mean, we can never be God, right? What I mean is, God said, be thou holy as your, be, be holy as your Father in heaven is holy, right? And set apart. Many of us, we want to be set apart 
like God, but you know one thing? We do not want to have to intentionally die to ourselves. All right, follow me now. And we find Moses in this situation. What situation? The situation where he's in front of a burning bush. Amen. Amen. Moses is in front of what? A burning bush. We almost go through this kind of burning. You follow me, everybody? We almost go through that purifying fire. Right? Because God cannot, God cannot gaze upon impurity. He's too pure to look at impurity. I follow me now. God is too pure. Nothing impure comes from him. Are you following me now? Like what I say, God is too pure. Nothing impure comes from him. And so why do you think God takes us through the fire? Because at the, end of the, because at the end of the day, he wants to be able to look at us and say, my good and faithful servant, my daughter, my son, and throw his arms around us. At the end of the road, I mean, this is not a salvation thing. This is not an internal welcoming, an internal entry. That's an entry into, inter into eternity. Are you following me now? God wants to be able to throw his hands around us. And so he's purifying us here. Amen. This is one of the reasons why we don't, the moment we get saved, we don't get teleported to he into heaven. It's because though we are saved in our spirits, but man, our souls are filthy. Are you following me? I never sin. Now, this is going to be an amazing thing. If I ever see someone who gets saved and they get transformed overnight, it's an amazing miracle that I, that I pray for for people. But let me tell you something. Truth of the matter is, I have never met a person who said the prayer we say every, at the end of every sermon who then has an amnesia of everything they've done before in the past. Right? I have never seen anybody like that before. Right? If anything, I've only seen people who give their life to Christ and say stuff like, man, Pastor Mano, I don't need a lot. I don't be in a lot of places I shouldn't have been. You feel me? Like, yeah. I, that is the kind of people that I meet. People who say stuff like, stuff like, man, I wish I heard this message 25 years ago before I stepped, before I, I, I ventured into that thing that I know that God does not delight in. Are you following me now? Nobody has amnesia. So the reason God keeps us here before he takes us to heaven, right, is aside from just being different from people of the world so we can impact the world and take the world back from the hands of the devil, what really is so he can take us through this Fire. So you can what? Purify us. For the past 30 Sundays, I'm talking about the word purity. Because you cannot separate holiness from purity. Right? Holiness cannot be taken away from. You cannot separate holiness from purity. The same way you see clean water. Have you ever seen clean, clean water before? Like, when you see clean water and it's chill. It's like really cold and it's like, God. What do you feel like? Oh my God. A part of your mind just falls in love with the water. You're like, I want to down this entire bottle. Right, you, the same way you, 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 you ascribe so much, not glory now, but so much desire for pure water is really how you should, or probably to, to an even greater extent, right, towards holiness because you cannot separate purity from holiness. Amen. Now, and this is one of the reasons why I believe. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Also, let me say this right the right way. This is one of the reasons I believe that many Christians. Who say things like, we cannot, I cannot be holy, I'm just trying my best. It really is because, see, they, want, they, 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 they tried going after the holy and they failed. Why was, why is because as much as they tried to go after the holy, they really were forsaking the pure. I get it now. They forgot that there is no holy without the pure. Imagine, you, you have, there's a level, there's a measure of purity. Right? That God, that heaven can look upon and say, hey, this is, this is holy. Are you following me, everybody? And so this is why we find so many people struggling with, you know, becoming holy and all these things. Like I said, holiness is not complicated. It might be hard, though. Right? Dieting is hard, isn't it? It's not complicated because you know what you should eat and what you, should, what you shouldn't eat. I mean, dieting is that simple. You know what you should eat. No carbs, no da da da. I don't, I don't, I don't diet. I'm already, I, I was diet. I felt like my parents dieted, my own dieted before she had me. So it's like I don't have any extra pound to lose, right? So it's like I'm, I'm fit from heaven, right? Hallelujah, God. I was, if anybody praying for a dieting anointing, receive it now in Jesus' name, Amen. Right? But for real, for real, joke apart. The same way you know the dieting, you know the, the the rules of dieting. It's not complicated. It's just hard because you know that. Oh my God, you're telling me I cannot take my favorite soda anymore. 
You're telling me I cannot do the things I used to do anymore. The things that brought me desires or literally destroyed me in disguise. I cannot do these things anymore. And they're like, yeah, 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 you can't do them anymore. Do you want to be holy or what? Are you following me now? And we find Moses in front of a burning bush. And so I find, I think, I think one, of the, one of the reasons God is showing Moses that bush is this. I think it's kind of God telling Moses that, listen, Moses, as it is, as it is with this bush, so it will be in you. So, we, so I will do in you. Because now I remember reading a book. And in this book, it was A.W. Tozer who wrote it. And then he said something like this. Describing this incident, he said, he said the, that burning bush, as the bush was on fire at that moment, Imagine all the insects that crawled on bushes or walked on bushes. Oh, yeah, right? All the insects that were normally on bushes. Now imagine what would happen when the fire was on. They cannot be there. Right? The insects cannot walk on the bush. The, those those uh, insects that, that, that feed on, on, on leaves and all this, they cannot be on it. Why? Because the bush is on fire. But imagine what happens when the fire goes out. They go back there. I send it now. And so... The purification is a continuous thing. Are you following me? That's what Jesus one time said. He said, imagine someone who gets delivered from demons. The demons get cast out. And sometime later, the demons come back with seven stronger demons. No, the demon comes back and checks and sees the place what? Swept clean and yet empty. Are you following me now? The purification... So that's, that's why I find it, I, I just, it, it breaks my heart when I say so many people, they get born again. In the first two months of them being born again, they're on fire. They're like, man, I want to sit in one word to know Jesus. They, 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 you know, they are hyper and so many things. I, like, I don't even listen to any music anymore. Any, if I don't, I don't, is that ghetto in that song? I don't like it. Tell me something that is just done when, please. I want something holy, right? You know, they're so ruggedy and all these things. And two months after, their palates come to life. Their desires are reenacted. And their cravings are called back. Are you following me now? And before you know it, it's a little here. A little compromise there. And before you know it, the whole house is only swept, but it's very empty. Are you following me? And so God is telling Moses, hey Moses, the same way this fire is burning on this bush and it's not burning out. The same thing I want to do inside of you. Where I am a fire that burns on your inside and never burns out. You never stop burning. You're never, you're always on fire. It is not, you, you, don't, you don't speak in tongues five hours to get on fire. No, no, no. You're always on fire. It's a default position. Right now you're on fire by design. Are you following me, everybody? That's what God wants to do in you. That's what God wants to do in me. Are you following me now, church? Yes, sir. Bridge. And then the next thing we find is God saying, hey. And Moses was stepping forward. God said, hey, hey, Moses, take off your sandals. For where you are standing is holy. What? So God called that place holy. What place did God call holy? Because we see these verses and we're like, wow, this is beautiful. But really, we don't, we don't really think about the details of the scripture. Because if we think about the details of the scripture, we're asking ourselves, what place did God just call holy? I follow me, everybody. Because in this context that we just read, Moses was hurt. Remember I told you that Moses killed someone and ran away. Let me tell you why he ran. Bible said the following day after he killed someone, he saw, because here's why he killed, let me explain why he killed. So Moses saw an Egyptian soldier flogging or beating hard on a Jew, an Israelite. And Moses got so pissed on, with, pissed on his inside because he had an anger issue. The next thing we saw, we find Moses doing was he beat that man to death. Wow. First of all, oh my God. This boy was strong. He beat that man to death. And you know what he did? He buried him. I feel like we should open, we should like start a TV show on uncovering, uncovering Moses' secrets. Because this is really homicidal, right? This is like, right, this is like, thank you, right? CSI, we should, like, you should go to that channel on, on was it DSTV now? Uh, that has, it, it has something that, what they do all those investigations, right? Real, that's real time, right? Where you just go and just, we do investigations on 
Now tell me, um, it was at 8.58 that, it comes for real, right? This man killed someone and he had the guts to bury him. Okay, okay, let's go back to the intention. He did it for good, but did bad, but did it for good. It was foolish, but did it for good. All right, no problem. The following day, he finds two Israelite brothers. It's two Israelite brothers fighting. Not biological brothers, just when I say Israelite brothers, because they're all Israelites. And he finds them fighting. And he goes up to them and he's like, hey, brothers, you should not be fighting. Do you not know? They cut him short. He's like, whoa, 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 why are you here? Why, why, why are you here? You want to kill us like you killed the Egyptian? Or you think we don't know? At the moment, Moses, have you ever been caught before? Have you, been, have you ever been caught before? Where someone says, you think, I, oh, you want to come and do to me what you did to that person? You're like, oh my God. I do not feel safe all of a sudden. Moses felt that way. He's like, oh, wow. They've, he said this, that surely they must have known what I have done. And Bible said he got that, the, the, the same story got to um, Pharaoh caught wind of it and it was after Moses to kill him. And Moses ran. And so the first place, um, we find that, then God says, then God calls that same place holy. What do you mean holy? Moses was hurt. He did, he did what he did in defense of the Israelites and they were the first people who turned in his face and told him, you want to do us the same evil you did to the Egyptian? Are you following me now? Yeah. Moses was what? He was hurt. He felt betrayed. He felt disappointed. Have you felt like that before? Well, you felt, you felt betrayed by the people that you, that you would literally give your life up to save. Are you following me, everybody? Moses felt betrayed. He was hurt. Not only that, Moses was hiding. He was hiding from everybody. He was hiding from his former life. If God permitted Moses, Moses would have just gone and disappeared into the thin, into thin hair. I would have never found heard about Moses. Because think about it, Moses. He, he was his, his name was the same, but this guy had already had already married. He already had children, or his son rather, Gershom. Funny funny name. He already had a son. He already had a wife. Pretty wife. He already had a great, a great father-in-law. Are you following me, everybody? Yeah. Moses already had a great, father, a great father-in-law. He, I don't think he had any... I don't... Because... Think about it. Moses does not look to me like someone who was planning a, 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 a comeback to the, land of, to, the land of, to the land of Egypt. This boy don't want, don't, does not want to go back. If anything, he wants to stay away for good. Okay. So Moses is hiding. Yet God calls his hiding place a holy place. Yeah. You follow me now? Okay. Not just that. Moses was afraid. He was afraid. He could get killed. The avenger of death could come for his neck. He was afraid. So God still calls where Moses stood. A place of fear, of shame, of guilt. He called that place holy. Moses was confused also. But guys, not only that. He was married to someone who was not even a Jew. Are you following me, everybody? Moses was married to someone who was not even an Israelite. Although it was not, I don't mean stated yet, but we already know that God was not, God was not a fan of the Israelites intermarrying. Are you following me now? But still, God overlooked all that. And what did God say? Where you are standing is holy ground. Should I listen to me now? Yeah. Yet God called that place holy. Why was it holy, guys? Have you ever thought about it? Why is my hiding place holy? Why is this place why I'm confused? Why is it holy? I am hurt. Why does God call this place holy? Why is it holy? Church, I'll tell you why. Because God was standing there. Listen to me now, everybody. Why was it holy? Because God was standing there. Because I don't know if you if you if you, if you forget if you forgot this, but I said this a few a few weeks ago, right? If you've never listened to any sermon in this series, go back in, in this. I don't know, this is not a series, but go back and listen to two Sundays from two Sundays ago. I said this. I said God's Presence sets us apart. Yes. It is God who sets us apart, right? 
God, it is, it is God who sets us apart. It is God who makes us different. It is God who makes us holy. Hey, follow me now, church. God sets us apart. And so in this story what we just read, God's presence sets that place apart. And so God is saying to, was saying to Moses in this place, come here and be set apart. God was telling Moses, hey, Moses, this place is set apart already. This place is holy because I'm standing here. So Moses, come here and be holy as I, your father in heaven. I'm holy. Are you following me now, church? Be holy as your father in heaven is holy. And what does that mean? Come here. Step on this place. Come hither. Are you following me now? And be set apart. But you know what I find to be very interesting? It was, go back, go back to that Bible verse, everybody. I want to show you something. After God called Moses, the same way he called you, the same way he, he, he's been good to you, the same way his goodness has led to your repentance, the same way his face has just, has just and his favor has just called you closer, has reeled you in, the same way God called Moses, 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 and Moses replied, here I am. The next thing we see, we hear God say is what? Do not come any closer. What? Very interesting, God. Okay, wait, wait. What are you trying to say? You called me, and you're telling me not to come any closer? Uh, what are we doing? I follow me now. What are we? I don't know. What, what, wait, what is going on? And then he tells him, take your sandals, for where you stand is holy ground. Interesting, God. So God was calling Moses apart, but first he had to tell him to take something off. Are you following me? God told Moses, hey, listen, Moses, hey, you know, he didn't say it in text, but this is this quantitative, right? Hey, Moses, come here and be holy. Be that set apart. Mm, but take off that sandal. Uh, take that thing off. Amen. Now, for Moses, it was a sandal. For us, it's an idol. Hey, Moses. Hey, hey, Emmanuel, take that thing off. You cannot, you, cannot, you cannot be in this holy place and come with this bag of weight. Are you following me now? You cannot be in this set-apart place and, and still come with this attitude of yours. Of course, come the way you are, but you cannot remain the same. Amen now. Are you following me now? We say things like this. Whoever comes to the presence of God never returns the same. I don't even want to return. I don't want, I talk about, I don't want to remain the same. But so much, we put so thank you, we, we put so much of this task and job on God's shoulders. But we forget that it really is not God. It, I mean, of course, God sanctifies us. He sets us apart. Yes, he does. But we forget what is written in Hebrews 12. Everybody go to Hebrews 12 real quick. We forget what is written in the book of Hebrews 12, right? Look at what it says. Verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, that is, we are, in a, we are on holy ground, let us, listen, throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles. What, what are you telling me, Pastor Emmanuel? This is literally God telling, the same thing as God telling Moses, hey Moses, do not, you cannot come any further with that thing. Moses, you've got, your, you've got some weight on your shoulders that you really cannot, you cannot pull into this place. Right? Because, because like we said, we established the fact that holy begats holy, clean begats clean. Are you following me, everybody? So God's like, hey, Moses, you got to take something off. Take that sandal off. You, take that idol off. Throw that thing off. Are you following me now? What is your idol, people? Safety? Security? Money? Sin? Desire? Or that emotional gratification? What is your idol? Take that off. Are you following me now? Because the people of the world find security in the same things. People of the world put that security, that, that they look for external emotional gratification in external places. Are you following me now? People of the world do this, and God's like, hey, listen, this place is set apart. This place is, this is, this is heaven business, heaven's business here. This is heavenly business. You cannot operate earth in an earthly manner. Take that thing off. Take that sandal off. Take that thing off. Take that shoe off. Because where you stand, where, what, what, what's, what's with it? It's holy ground. So God had Moses take off 
the idol in which he put his security. And told him, hey Moses, get real with me. Everybody say, get real, get real. with God. Get real with God. This now when I say this, I'm not this is not me saying, hey, well God is this is not me saying you've got to be perfect before you come to God. Or no 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 no, you get it wrong. Give us what you what how you're you're hearing this. That's wrong. What I what I'm saying is this. We come to God the way we are, but we don't desire to remain the same. Hey, follow me now. We come to God the way we are, but we don't desire to remain the same. And, I, and that's the problem with many people, right? We, we, we think it all stops at, I said the salvation prayer, I'm once saved, forever saved. But we, we forget this part where the Bible says to walk out our salvation. Right? That means continue going through the fire until you are pure like gold and can be put on display. Even the golds that, we, that are on display today are still being purified, by the way. I don't, I'm not talking about it in literal form. I'm talking about the golds that we see people that, oh, like, wow, God has done so much, people in, so much in this person's life. This person is now an influencer who influences us. Right? That person is gold, but God is still putting them through the fire because they still got pride. They still got anger issues. Or God is still putting me through the fire. God is still putting everybody that you look up to, your mentor, that they're still going through the fire. Are you following me now? So it, it really is just a desire to not remain the same. And God is saying, hey, listen, Moses, you cannot step here with that sandal. The problem was not that God hated sandals. This is not like God saying, don't wear sandals to church anymore. Right? It's not like, uh, this, this is holy ground, do not wear sandals. Of course, if you want to like so much consecrate your room and you're like, hey, I don't like dirt in this place. But really, it wasn't that. It was, you know, it's easy to, it's, it's actually very easy to wash our bodies and be clean on the outside. But the slippers we, that we wear, or the shoes we wear, carry so much dirt. Do you know that? And well, it, it only looks clean on the surface. Right? Underneath it, it's dirt. Right? And God is like, the same way it is with that shoe, the same way with us. Right? It's like God is saying, hey, listen. Your, ins- your, your outsides may be clean, you look polished, you sound great, you look like you're, you've been saved for 40 years, but you know deep down, you got some dirt you will not get real about. The guy's like, hey Moses, take your sandal for where you're standing is holy ground. This place is holy, Moses. You gotta get real with me. Step here, Moses, and be thou holy. Get real with me. Like remember I said it, that last week, Sunday, we said it last week, Sunday, in our physical service, that holiness is an inside job. It's an inside job, right? It's an inside job. It's an, it's an inside job. God, God was able to see beyond all the polished, polished features of Moses' face and how he looked like somebody who was so firm on the outside. And God was able to see how broken he was on the inside. I was like, hey, God, Moses, take off your sandals. You, you feel safe in those. You, you feel safe in where you are hiding. You feel safe in the secrets that nobody knows about. You feel safe that nobody knows about your past. You feel safe nobody knows the thoughts that are going through your mind right now. You feel safe. And God's like, hey, 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 Moses, come here, but be real. You cannot, you cannot carry that baggage into this place. There's so much you're dealing with right now that you, that, would, that if you don't get real about and just really take them off, Right, we talk about we talk about disentangling ourselves from the strange women, right? Disentangling from from what from idols and all these things, but really not just the external things, but the places we put our safety and security as well. Cause like, hey, um, let me ask you a question, guys. Have you ever been in a position where it feels like God was anti your peace? Where well, it's like God allows storms happen, storms that you never expected. Right? When we hear storms, because we hear storms in the church, it's like a popular phrase, you know, some, it's the word we use in church, like storms, I'm going through storms. I'm going, I mean, I went through storms last year. Like, it's like, um, what, what sea do you, what, what sea were you on? The Pacific or the Indian Ocean? Like, what, where did you meet your, storm, meet your storm? But really, when we say storms, it really means going through a tough time. That even though God might have, might, might have alerted us about it before, we were never really prepared for it. Because nobody is fully prepared for a storm, right? But, have you ever wondered why we go through storms? Sometimes God sends storms our direction, sometimes to check our focus. 
Sometimes God sends storms our directions. Listen to this. To check our idols. Some of us, we have built a castle on our quote-unquote integrity. Integrity is great, but we have built our castle on our credibility as well. Some of us, we have built a castle out of our degrees. We have more degrees than a thermometer, right? Some of us, we have built, our, 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 we have built a castle out of our, 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 our fortitude, our fortitude of our minds. Nobody can see through. Nobody can penetrate. Nobody can really get to my mind. Nobody can really know what I'm thinking. I'm, un, I'm unpredictable. I'm like a serpent. I'm what I, and, and you are like that, and you've made an idol out of that. Then God sends a storm that you, that you cannot predict as well. God sends an unpredictable storm to, to someone who is unpredictable. So the unpredictable is surrendered to the unpredictable. Does it make sense? The person who claims to be unpredictable, now it's like, wow, I am, I am flawed, God. Because I am facing something I never could predict. Are you following me now? So God allows the storms so he can reveal and tell us to get real with him. Because if you're ever going to begin this life of holy, hey, listen, it's an inside job, but you got to get real. Hey, follow me now. It's an inside job, but you've got to get real. It's an inside job, guys, but you've got to get what? Real. And after this conversation, you'll be surprised with the kind of conversation that God and Moses had. God said, hey, Moses, I'm sending you to go, go back to uh, the Egyptians, to, to, to the land of Egypt to deliver my children. And Moses is throwing questions back at God. I mean, this dude was questioning God at every bend and every stop. And every verse, like, God says something cute. And Moses is like, yeah. You know, Moses is like one of those people who is always looking for the, the, uh, the uh, what's the word? The, the, that, that, whole, whole, that hole in your plan. It's like, yeah, I see, I see what you're thinking. What if they say this? Right? Moses is that person who's always like, hmm, there's something about this plan that I'm very sure has a loophole somewhere. Moses is always that kind of person. So God, and God knew, right? God knew. God knew that Moses was that kind of person. And God had, but at some point, God was angry. God got angry. The Bible said God was fierce at Moses. Because Moses had complete doubt in God. Right? But still, God knew what he was doing. Because God allowed those conversations. Because that now, Moses was only, all these questions Moses was asking God was, Moses telling God, God, I'm afraid. God, I don't know. I don't feel qualified. And God's like, exactly why I've chosen you. Now you're real with me. Now I can use you. I set you apart so you can go and set the generation apart for my purpose. Are you following me now? You're, go, you're probably wondering why you've gone through so much in, in life and, and now you all of a sudden you're, you're hearing different sermons on holiness and holiness and holiness and on your YouTube the other day and you kept saying somebody talking about purity and holiness and your Instagram the other day and you, felt, you saw something on holiness and you, you, you decided to read your Bible the other day and you saw something on holiness and it's like holiness, what's every, holiness is chasing after me. Why, why am I being chased by holiness? This is because God wants you, God wants to do this inside job very quickly on your own side because it's a generation he's setting you to, sending you to rather, to, to liberate right from the jaws and the grip of sin. Right, he's sending you because he wants to use you to liberate people. But if you're not set apart, how do you free people from chains when you are in yourself? You, you're, you yourself are in some chains as, as well. Right? Imagine, a, imagine a, a blind man trying to lead another blind man. A fool trying to trying to tell the other, trying to convince more fools, or to, uh, try, imagine a fool trying to teach other fools how to be wise. Right? And so God wants to work on you now, so He can send you on time. Hey, follow me now. Because there's a generation of people who God wants to free and liberate. But he wants to do it through you. That's why we keep saying, hey, the line church, we say, the, the interrupt, I'm sorry, we, we, sorry, I'm sorry. Interrupt, enlighten, upset. I would say that means be different, do it different, make it different. The goal is to make the world different. The goal is to make campuses different. The goal is to make Jesus a big deal on campus. Well, it's not just, well, it's not, it's not a side piece or someone they go to, we go to church for, on, just, just go to church on Sundays for. We wear our best attires, we go to church on Sundays, but we're, on Friday nights, we're hoping in the club. No, we're about to, the goal is to make this world, the, the goal is to make holiness a thing that is everywhere. It's a culture, the culture of holiness, it's not just a lifestyle. Culture, it's a, it's a living way. 
Are you following me now? That's the goal. But how do you make you know, a, 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 how do you make people hold set apart? How do you establish this culture? If you yourself, you're not set apart, but you are a part of the set. Are you following me now? How do you help the people be set apart if you are not set apart, but you're only a part of the set? Are you following me now? And um, what encourages me, and I'm wrapping my sermon now, you can stop playing. Um, let me say this, right? This, this is so random. And people who are not here and listening online will probably be a little bit uh, confused by this right now. But let me say this, right? Caleb, this is for real. God's hands upon you, my guy. And I'm, this, is not a, this, is not, this is not my sermon, right? I'm being for real. God's hand is upon you. I've been sensing it since the beginning of the, of the service. God's hand is upon you mightily. I don't know if you know it. I don't know if it's a call. I don't, I'm not, so this is not really saying like God called you to become a pastor and then you start a ministry and then you fail. You're like, ah, Pastor, my daughter. No, this is not one to listen. But I'm very, I'm very certain of what this I'm saying. God's hand is upon you mightily. I don't know what it is, but do not mess with it. God's hand is upon you. Don't mess with it. Amen now. Right, let's be on, on our feet, everybody. Just like I said, we're about to wrap up. He starts to play. Caleb is an awesome people, awesome guy. For, for those who are not here, is our come on now. This guy holds it down for us every weekend, right? Um, those weak claps. Anyway, Book of John, chapter seventeen, and in verse fourteen. John seventeen and in verse fourteen says this. It says, um. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them. For they are not, the, they're not of the world any more than I am not of the world. A prayer is not that you take them out of the world. But listen to what Jesus is saying here. But that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, Jesus is saying. Even as I am not of it. I love what Jesus says next. He says this. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. Hey, follow me now. Verse 18 again says, As you sent me into the world, I have sent them also into the world. Hey, listen to me right now. Christ set the standard. He was different and Jesus, he was holy. Bible said he, he said we do not have the high priestess unaware of our infirmities or sufferings. He was tempted in every way, yet he did not sin. Hey, follow me now. He was tempted in every way, yet he did not sin. He set the standards. Like I said, holiness is not complicated. It might be hard, but it's not impossible. When I say hard, it's really the intentional death part. But if you, are, if you live a life of surrender, intentional death is not something that you would run from. Hey, follow me, everybody. The same way God was sending Moses to Egypt, the same way God is sending you now to Egypt. And Egypt in the Bible is usually used to describe the place of sin, our old life. In case you don't know, there are still many people who are trapped in that cycle right now. God is sending you to, to set the world apart for Him. But are you going to set the world apart? Or are you going to be part of the set? Let's bow across this place. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, beautiful one, we thank you, Father. The one who sets us apart, we worship you. Just bow your heads right now and just say, Oh, God, God, would you just begin the work of purification on my inside? I'm sorry if I've been running from it, God. Begin the work of purification on my inside, God. Continue to purify me, God. Continue to set me apart, God. 
God, would you just purify, God? Just set apart, God. Let that fire burn on my inside, God. Burn someone that there will be no impurities on my inside, no room for sin or the desires of my flesh to grow. That there will be no room of bitterness, God. Oh, thank you, Father God. Come on, just talk to God right now. Say, Father, make me holy, God. Make me clean, God. Purify us with your fire, God. Your, your fire of purity, God. Thank you, Holy One of Israel. And Heavenly Father, God, we thank you. The word says in John 17 and in verse 19, or is it verse 19 or 18 now? He said, or verse 17, he says, Sanctify them by your truth. Thy word is truth. Father God, we know that God, it is you who sets us apart, God, to live the life that gives and brings glory to your name, God. Help us, God, in this world of darkness and sin and evil where giants fall every day and children our children return back to their vomits God, in this world where evil thrives and takes out the children of light in several ways father god help us to live a life of, that is set apart to you god to not live a life that is a part of the set but the life that is set apart by you and for you that from this place we are able to interrupt the world Enlighten it, Father God, and get to the point where we can upset it, change it, and set it apart indeed. God, this is our prayer, Father God. The purifier of hearts, souls, minds, and consciences. We call, you, we call on you today, Father God. I call that you would, through your blood, Jesus, you would wash us clean, purify us, God. Deep cleansing, deep cleansing, deep cleansing. That your fire will continue to purify us, God. That we will not be empty, clean people. Empty, but you see the thing about rooms that are clean is, and they are empty is that they are clean for a while. Before you know it, it's a little, well, the moment there's air in that room, there is dust. There are, and there are cobwebs everywhere before you know it because it's empty. And so Father God, we don't want to live lives like that. We don't want to, we don't want to remember oh, back in the day when Holiness is a thing for me. No, 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 God. We want to live a life of holiness that constantly pleases you in every way. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. We bless your name, Father God. May your name be praised, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, listen, right now, if you're listening to me right now, this might sound pretty odd, but if you know that you've never really committed your life into the hands of the God who makes us holy, what are you waiting for, man? What are you, why, why stall? Why delay? Why wait another day? Why, why, wait, why wait one more hour? Why, why wait two more days when you found a God who is so good and so loving? So holy yet so, and so righteous yet so loving and so true. Why would you turn down, turn down something like this and someone like this? This is the moment of salvation. Thank you, Jesus. Right, I want you to say, I want you to turn your life over now into the hands of Jesus. And so let's pray together with me if you're that person, right? Thank you, Father God. I have three. If you're that person, I want you, I want you to put your hand up right now. Wherever you are, God, you're, you're standing. I know you're like, oh, this is online. It feels really awkward. I'm, I'm shooting my hand up in public. But hey, listen. It is you telling heaven that first of all, I'm connecting with a voice that is probably far distances or miles away from where I am right now or together in spirit not just that I am I am I am I am setting myself apart by lifting my hands right now that's the first step but the kind of three I want you to shoot your hand up if you're that person one best decision you ever make two let me tell you this decision is better than thinking of who do I marry where do I go to school where do I reside what do I do where do I earn money from no no this decision decision to give your life to Christ is better than any other one Three, if you're that person right now, kind of three, I want you to hand up. One, two, three, please shoot your hand up right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy One of Israel. Hallelujah, God.
Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you for that person, Jesus. Thank you for that person whose heart who's pulling on my heart right now. This person is pulling on me right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I'm, I'm to, I, don't, I feel like I'm talking to you right now. Just if it's one person, I'm talking to you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can drop your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can drop your hand. Church, together we say this prayer, including you who just raised your hand. We say this prayer together because we are, we are, this is someone's faith right now. He's hinging on us saying this prayer together as a church, as a family. Come on, church, with a loud voice. We say, Lord Jesus, I thank you. Come on, loud out for your love and your light. For I do not deserve it. I could not work for it. I could not earn it on any scale. But thank you for Jesus, who you sent through Virgin Mary to come, live, and die for my sake. Today, God, I say, forgive me. Wash me with your blood. Make me pure. Make me clean. Make me holy. I surrender my life into your hands. And from now, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. For by his death and his resurrection on the cross and from the grave, it is availed to me the position of the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Come on, give me a big hand right now. Amen, amen. Hey, listen, if you just said that prayer, it's an amazing thing. I am happy. I am pumped. I'm just filled with so much excitement right now. God bless you in the name of Jesus. Hey, listen, we want to connect with you. We want to share with you, pray for you. We want to love on you. We have community for you. Wherever, where are you? Are you on Mars right now? You're streaming. I don't know what you're doing. Probably you're like on Elon Musk right now. You're listening to this. You're on Mars. Listen, there's a community for you right there in Mars, on Mars, where you are, right? If you would just go to linktr.ee forward slash State Church Global, you would find um, a little place that says join community, right? Um, if And there's that. On, but I want you to reach out to us directly, which is on WhatsApp. Send us a DM right now. Send us a text. Just say you're saved or you want to get saved, right? That's send, send, send saved or whatever it is. So plus 234-904-374-15. That's plus 234-904-374-15. Amen. Now. We want to walk with you, we want to pray for you, we want to share solid, good materials with you to help you with your faith in Jesus' mighty name. Because, hey, listen, purification, 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 purification. Amen. Now, don't just get saved and leave. That's what I, that's the problem I have with so many people. They get saved. And the same problem I have with so many churches, right? Think about the line church. We have so many people who got saved along the line. So many people, I can, I've lost count of people who have, got, who have gotten saved. People who are not even Christians got saved in this church. Great, God is God be praised, Amen. But hey, listen, what about the purification, right? The sanctification. Did they get saved to return back to their dirty ways? Did, did they get set apart, or they became, or they return back to the set and they became a part of it? Amen. Now, purification is everything. Listen, that's what I want to share with you: materials that would help you. Clean. Bible says, Jesus said this to disciples. He says, Hey, listen, you, when you keep washing yourself in the word of the word, you keep getting clean every time. Amen. Now, God bless you. Hey, listen, for those who give to this ministry, I love that. I love that. Whew. I love that. People who give to this ministry, listen, man, God bless you so much. Hey, listen, for those who don't know, we are in Malete campus, right? And we're going on our third week already. And it's been an amazing time in God's presence every week. If you're in, Amale- if you're in Kwasu, that's Kwasu University. Hey, listen, join me on fr- every Friday, 4 p.m., and you will find us together sharing God's word. It's purification all the way, baby. Amen. On Sundays, right here, 2 p.m. online, we are here. On Wednesdays, 9 p.m., we are here. We are praying together. Amen. Now, it's all part of the purification process. Hey, one more thing. One more thing, guys. This is a, this is just a little pro. Um, um, just a little hint. Tomorrow, Monday, if you wouldn't mind, at 8 p.m. Monday night Bible study, y'all. Do you think? Do you think it's dope? Monday night Bible study with Emmanuel DK. Is that great? Right? Tomorrow, Monday, 8 p.m. Just join me um, if you're on our community platform. The link will be dropped there. It's be on WhatsApp. It's going to be a video call because I, I, I love to get really physical now. I'm not physical. I'm not like throwing fists or whatever. But tomorrow, Monday, um, 
we're having our Monday night Bible study. Listen, it's just gonna be 20 minutes, not like one hour in God's presence. <laughs> just 20 minutes, and I'll be teaching you so much. I love because I love God's word. God's love is beautiful. It's amazing. God's word is beautiful. It's amazing. Do not miss it for anything. God bless you. Jesus saying. Hey, listen. Remember, the vision of this church is we interrupt, we enlighten, and we observe the world. Don't don't if, if, if I ever say anything that upsets you, but it upsets you in a way that's set in a direction that sets you or sets you on the right cause, that's why I'm here. Right? Uh, if 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 you're not if Bible said Bible said that sorry it's not the Bible someone one time said that um, God 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 comforts the discomforted but discomforts the comforted that's people who find too much, who have too much comfort he discomforts them a little bit right uh, Amen now hey listen just lift your hand right now wherever you are let me say the blessing for those who are giving the account number still remains seven zero eight one two one zero zero one one again seven zero eight one two one zero zero one one uh you can just give now oh pay thank you oh pay if you want to give god bless you in jesus name uh hey listen lift your hand right now before i so i can say the blessing i pray for you right now that god bless you Amen. god keep you Amen. god cause his face to shine upon you Amen. may he be gracious unto you Amen. may his shalom health honest peace and security never depart from you Amen. thank you father god and for all that we have prayed for all that we've declared we believe we believe we believe and be thou help me enlighten god bless you and see you soon